What do you mean real person nice? Because you like 95 degrees. That's not it's a real person. It's been nice the past couple of days. That's what I'm saying. It's been horrific. In Philly, there it was go. nice. Like when I texted you the other day, like it was, it was 95 outside. I walked outside and felt my soul just charging up. I was like, woo. Okay, so is it real? It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the Atomi area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my God. One, we gone. We gone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 29 of the First Sip Podcast. Today is just me and Dikembe. Quick update. Next week, we are going to be a day late with the episode drop. Dikembe is going away. We don't know that for sure. We don't know if we're going to be a day late. We do know that. I'm coming back Thursday midnight, right? You mean Wednesday midnight? No, 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 no. Oh, like at 12 a.m.? No, you're right. Thursday Thir- morning, yeah, so... so- 12 a.m. Thursday. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, if you can get here at by 2 a.m., well, you oh, get here by 2 a.m., we, we record, can record the episode. Drop it for everyone's morning commute. Exactly. Probably not going to happen. But Why not? That'd be crazy dedication. That's probably not going to happen. You see, hey guys, you see what I'm be, dealing with? Well, because then we might not be high quality. People You're right. I the might best. be tired. You're going to be tired. I'm going to be wiping some crust out my eyes, just getting off the plane. You're going to be tired. I'm definitely going to be tired. And you're going to be just getting off a plane, so you're going to be razzled. Your anxiety is gonna be high. Episode I don't do well with flights. I was I looking up Dramamine today. You should you should take more than Dramamine. You should take something that'll put you to sleep. Some Dramamine, some THC, some CBD, um, yes. whatever these they whatever whatever, whatever like whatever drugs yes or the D's. Whatever's gonna put me to sleep the whole flight. Cannabinoids. But we have a uh, in transit, so we have to get off though. So we got to take a little stop in Miami, and then is it a layover? Then we'll, we'll talk be, about. Then it. we'll be in Guyana. Yeah, we're going to tell the people. About we're going to tell that. the people. Today's layout, folks, since it's just me and Deke, as always, quick commute episode. We're going to touch on the president's address to what is going on in Afghanistan regarding the Taliban takeover and his touch on it today, yeah. his address to the nation today. And then we're going to transition into a nice lighter episode on the ending. Talk about the Kembe's trip. He's going to Guyana. That's it's it. It's pretty cool. Content record of the week, as usual. We're going international. And to get started, Deke. Hopefully. What are we both sipping on today, man? Since you're leaving, <clears throat> may never see you again, getting on a plane. Mm, let's see. Know. Let's grab this for the people. So we got the Ron Zacapa again. I don't know if I'm saying that last name right. Let me see it. Zacapa. Has to be. Z- yeah. Has well, to you be. remember Ron the other Zacapa. week when I was... 23 year. That is phenomenal. What was the name I was trying to say the other day? Yerba Mate. Oh, that was real bad. That was... But that's how you say it. It's Yerba Mate. I don't think it's so, Yerba Mate. Isn't it? Look it's at definitely this, Yerba Mate. This is what we got here today, people. 23 year. If you come over for the episode, we sipping good. The Kembe is, is live on Instagram for We're the first time, people. so they he's mean, acting different. We got a couple viewers right now. Oh, we got Brandon in here. <laughs> we got like four. People. We got Brandon. We got Doza. <laughs> well, Doza said, "What's up, three putt?" Let's focus Shout on. Out to let's focus putt. on the task at hand. But before we get there, and speaking me. of Doza, congrats to Doza and Sarah. Congrats to our friends. Yes, we did have friends back home who did get engaged out in Puerto Rico. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and we're happy for when that. You, when he sent that picture the other day. You literally broke. I've never heard you talk like that. I was very happy. You said to Kembe, "Look at your phone right now." That's not true. Look at the picture. That's what you did control yourself, Kembe, but just look at the picture. I heard you tearing rom- up. You're, dude. You're, you're a. Uh, what's it called? You're a hopeless romantic. You really are. The people know that by now. The you pe- are. The people know you I'm love love romantic. Yes, and that's why I love when my boys find Which love. Which we're also going to talk about because I might find it. I hope you find it. I, You're going to get yourself an island woman, bro. That's it. That's what I need. Yeah, that is what you need. That's what I need in my life at this point. What we also need is for you to give your first impressions on what the president touched on today and what's going on. 
what the president talked about. Mm. Mm-hmm. How did he do? Let's hear Can we it. Talk about the president first, or how like people's reaction to it. Mm. Nope. Let's talk about your reaction first. All right, so mm, my reaction to Biden's address. Mm-hmm. He came out. He addressed it. He did. Which is good. Let's start there. Yes. You got to say it because people are talking about it a lot. This is the thing we always talk about. You can't let these things go on without actually saying something because then the narrative just gets crazy. Correct. He's our commander in chief. Now sitting there watching it. One, I don't know if somebody, well, somebody else definitely wrote that for him because it was very, I mean, it was well done. I think he addressed a lot of the points that yeah, I mean, were. They all have stuff that's written for them. Yeah, yeah right. He's reading think, off of a prompter, as everyone yeah, does. And I think course. he was addressing a lot of the points that, one, were being raised, um, such as, like, okay, why did you kind of just go in there and rip off the Band-Aid, you know, instead of kind of peeling it off with a more... Tactical. And, and stable plan, right? Mm-hmm. But he's saying, okay, like, one, we've been trying to do this for the past 20 years. We went in there with an objective, and how much longer are we going to continue to push this on until it probably ends up getting into the next administration. Looking at that from just a surface level and thinking back to how long we've been looking at politics, it's, I don't know how, I don't know, it's a weird situation because there's people who have been saying like, oh no, we need to pull out of there. But there's really, we like we said earlier today, there's always been a lack of a plan on, okay, what does it look like to pull out of there? And now that it's actually done, now we're also upset with that. So this is where I'm kind of stuck in saying like, okay, well, now that he's ripped the Band-Aid off, what was the plan that was that has been talked about from the people who are really upset with the way it was done now? Um, if it's just on a on a national level, right? Because locally, you know, individually, we can all sit here and have our opinions and how it should have been done. But at the end of the day, I feel like there was a real conversation that's been happening for years and years and years before Biden, before Trump, during Obama's administration, during the Bush administration. Bush, right, started Bush. Yeah, and it's like... Bro, that's years. We're talking decades. Like, we were children when this stuff first happened. Correct. And here we are, and it's at a point where exactly what people were concerned about, right? Another thing that he was talking about, yes, the Taliban is moving in. They're taking over these points that people were concerned about. They are now moving into the Capitol, right? And what do you do now? The president has left. He's bailed. Yes. Well, it has fallen. Right? Like, Biden sat there and said, like, okay, what do you do with a country that also... The only the only, their leader doesn't even want to sit there, you know what I mean, and actually stand and defend the country. Correct. And once again, one thing I'm trying to work on now, right, is kind of not sitting there and like thinking my own political bias, but just looking at this on the surface level, like how we were kind of like having some yeah, that's thoughts goal, about like Trump's always. conversations, right? It's like okay, even though I don't like Trump as a person, is what he doing right now effective for the long term plan of what? we're trying to get to sure. as a country. And there were some things that he did that were absolutely... Of course, and we sat there and talked about that, right? right? Like, plenty of times, but when we look at this, right? Like, when we look at, okay, like, five years from now, and we sit there and say, like, what happens if the Taliban completely takes over Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. Was this decision something that should have been held off for another four years? Mm-hmm. But then what happens to the people who sit there and also say, like, oh, no, you shouldn't, or no, you shouldn't be there, period. Right. We should pull all the troops out of there. What's the point of pull, putting this on for another four years? We've been trying for 20 past uh, plus years. Mm-hmm. And now you guys still aren't figuring anything out. There's always going to be that. I heard somebody talk about this the other day. It's like a walking in a balance beam, right? You're never, ever going to find that balance between both sides. And you're always sitting there trying to just get across. Sure. You know, and I feel like like what he said, he was like, okay, like at the end of the day, and the way he kind of talked about it may, really makes me think that somebody else wrote this in. Maybe Jocko wrote part of the speech for me. It was just like, the buck stops with me, right? Like, this is, I have to make this decision on what we do. Which was so, sharp. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, 
you're taking complete ownership. Yeah, people are pissed off, but it's like, okay, now you're also showing that there is a reason to have some sort of force there, some sort of presence So as a military there over overseas, right? So I don't know. Now this is, I guess, once again, you have to react because or respond to, well, to what's what we're going doing. on. And the response has to be correct. It has to be strong enough and fast enough before it just completely slips away. So, yeah. So um, first, first things first, um, I thought he was much sharper than I thought he was going to be. Sometimes he's we sometimes maybe he was he's not he there. Was sipping on? I don't know, man. I don't know if they and it's, you know, jokes aside, mm. right? He was sharp and, and he has had moments where mm-hmm. it seems as though the guy's in a decline. He's not talking right. He was sharp. Didn't really blurb at all. Yeah. Stayed on point. Yeah. So commend him for that. Other things I will commend him for mm-hmm. with what he was saying. So I like the fact that he took ownership and straight up said, did the, we think that the result of our pullout was going to be so quick, mm-hmm. so swift, and so impactful? He said, no, we did not predict it. We dropped the ball. Admirable. However, he, before doing that and taking the ownership, he did try to take like... Um, he tried to pass off some of the blame to the country. Yes, he did. Yeah. He tried to pass off the blame to Trump. Well, had we been, you know, had we not have been there and this was I the mean, situation I was given. Also, but it's like... Also on the um, Afghanistan administration too, right? It's like, well, what do you do with this situation, right? Yes. So it's like you have leadership over there, you have security forces over there who don't want to fight for the country, right? He, you want us to stay over there, right? He was passing the blame, which before his election he went out on a limb mm-hmm. multiple times and tweeted, "I will never pass the blame. I will yeah. own it. I will fix it." So, yeah. you know, that's not good. Don't do that. Fine, whatever. Given the situation at hand, I think I understand both sides. I, I get what he was saying. Mm-hmm. I actually think, like you said. It was a well-written address. Yeah. I do get what he was saying. The buck stops here. We've trained over 300,000 troops. We've we've spent billions of dollars. We're dumping all this money. Mm-hmm. If their own nation, does this is a summary of what he said, yeah. does not simply want to stand for themselves, why do we have to go in and stand for them, risk American lives, mm-hmm. go to war with the Taliban again, mm-hmm. because other countries would love to see us at war? I think the other side and I get this point as well, is because we're America and we fight for the little guy and our job is to eradicate evil, eradicate the evil. Our job is to continue to help them and continue to provide support. We've lost lives there. Yep. We had American soldiers who have been fighting there, who have built relationships, mm-hmm. had families feed them, mm-hmm. all for us to abruptly pull out and an immediate collapse. Yep. And I get it. I get both sides. I, I understand what he was saying. And like you said, the buck stops here. I'm not passing on this burden. Well, I mean, it's easy for me yeah, and you like, to say sitting in a studio recording in the comfort of our home, yeah, the decision think, was brash. Think, but I think even that's where, you know, I always raise this topic where it's like, I don't think people should even be afraid to just hold the conversation. You know what I mean? Like have a quote unquote, what some people call like a high level conversation. It's not something you have to understand in depth, right? But you can still talk about maybe like we do all the time what is what would you love to see right like theoretically speaking what would you like to see happen from here right so one thing you think about like you're saying okay like the reason we're over there is kind of like that big brother approach little brother is in trouble right like you have the ability to go in there and kind of just set things straight you also talk about just having just the what's the word i'm looking for here just the the special interest you know what i mean in those countries that there's a reason why you are located in certain spaces around around the world because, like you're saying, there are threats that, that can pop up left and right. And if you're not over there close enough to kind of keep an eye on it and be like, wait, 
some something's bubbling up over there you know what i mean that's not going to only ruin this country but potentially slip into the world and i think like i, I remember talking to um our boy Perry, I remember talking to Perry about this one time, and it's like, do we think we're um, past the point of ever getting to really, uh, really getting into like a world war ever again? Like, what happens if enough people right on the side that we continue to try to fight against say like, we can connect, and now we can really start popping up in the right places and having certain terror, whether it be terrorist events, you know, or just catastrophic events that will lead to some sort of global war right some people really starting to say like okay now we need to band together and fight back against this other side and right now we always talk about an economic level where they say okay like we're going to put sanctions in against like russia or we're going to have this against china and blah 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 but then what happens if it takes off to the next point and my point being you know raising this is that i think that's another thing we have to consider when it's like what is the purpose of being in some of these other places right like when you're sitting there and say like okay why do we have troops overseas in the middle east do we really understand it? I'm, I've said it all day, right? Like when we were having the conversation, I don't understand in depth what really is going on over there in the Middle East. But what I do understand is there's probably a reason why we're positioned over there. And after, after the past couple of decades, I think we can understand that there is a solid threat against people who are trying to live the way we enjoy living. You know, I mean, there's a reason that people, like we say, are moving to this country, that people want to live the, the way the American lifestyle is. And if you don't try to protect that, if you don't try to kind of, once again, fight against people who go against that belief, then what do you do? I mean, it really isn't all kumbaya at the end of the day, just thinking that, okay, this person is literally sitting here, as we see all the time, like, if it's going to be like the death to America, blah, blah, blah. Do you think this person also wants to come to your cookout? No. It's like a joke that black people always say. is like, mm, probably shouldn't invite that person to the cookout. They probably don't see eye to eye with you right now, right? Like, mm, just because, you know, you guys might be friendly at work, they probably don't see have the same ideals. Right. And that's where we sit there and talk about it's like, how do you maintain status quo if you're not there to maintain status quo? Sure. So then you're saying that we shouldn't have pulled out abruptly. No, no. And that's where I've been was trying to get earlier today. Right. When we were talking about it uh, with the boys, it's kind of like, should we have done it? No. Has this been an ongoing conversation for years and years and years? Yes. Yes, it has. What is the part of the conversation? What is the part that we're missing? What aren't they telling us? Why did this happen right now? Why didn't it happen three years ago? Why didn't it happen two years ago? They, I would assume, based on the information we've been given, mm-hmm. we weren't ready. Right. We but felt what we do so, know yeah. is that there has been a decline year after year after year on the presence that we've had over there, right? So it has been a slight pullout. And I don't know the exact numbers of how many troops we still had over there. I think what he said, like 15,000. No, no. Wasn't it just 2,500 that they just, I think now it's down like 2,500 or something like that. Right. And so when we look at that, it's what is, I don't know. What's a, what's a good amount of number? What's a good number to keep over there? Well, we have no idea. We don't know. Right. Me and you don't know. Correct. No, but this, once again, you talk about transparency. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier today about, um, it's too much information, a bad thing or a good thing. Do we really need to know everything, all the ins and outs, or is this just going to give us more to argue about amongst ourselves? Because well, like we said, at the end of the day, that's at the national, how much can we really affect on, on those types of decisions? Well, we, we, me and you can't really affect anything other than voting in the next election, hopefully to hope for someone mm-hmm. else who would maybe lead differently based on the given criteria yeah. or given the yeah. given scenario. Fine. Um, at the end of the day, I think the, the, sheer takeaways from it are that the public is clearly enraged mm-hmm. because of how the Taliban reacted. How fast. How they literally, yeah. Afghanistan literally collapsed. Mm-hmm. 
we are, we are talking about a collapse. They seized at all of the materials that we have provided. They We provided them with an Air Force. The Taliban did not have an Air Force. Who knows what's going to happen from mm-hmm. now on? They had 300,000 ready troops that we believed we had trained, per President Biden's quote today. Clearly not. And not only that, like I remember listening to People are Obama fleeing. when he was president sitting there sitting, talking about the training that they're doing with, mm-hmm. the, with the security forces. Billions of dollars spent. Where does it where does it end? Like, what does what's the end goal? What's who knows? I, I, I agree. Who knows is correct. After all that, like, well, the, and and well, that's and what you were just about to say. After all that, that's where you can also see the frustration and the bummer. Imagine yeah. you were a troop who spent the bulk of your military service there, working with them mm-hmm. for nothing. And that's what I'm saying. That's where I think maybe, once again, theoretically speaking, if we're thinking about this long term, do we get to a position where? We have a permanent placement, right? We talk about like embassies, like we have well, them scattered we across the world, right? We probably have the most strategic and and just most placement of U.S. embassies out of any other country. We're everywhere, right? Exactly. So when you think about that, like long term in Afghanistan, do we need to really set up some sort of real, like maybe joint security force, or like maybe there is, like once again, we need to explore this a little bit deeper. Maybe we need to have JD back on to talk about this. We should, right? Because maybe he knows a little bit more about this. He but definitely knows this more is, about this. It would be great to have him on and this, we get further this, the discussion. This is the good thing about conversations, though, right? It just opens up more and more doors. Yeah, I mean— the, Just keep thinking. I think we achieved our goal. The goal was yeah. to summarize what happened, what we thought he did. The one thing I do want to touch on, because you made me laugh about it and I, and I saw it too. Dude, our guy's got to stay and field a couple questions. Oh, no. I, I Well, he wouldn't do a good job. No. But our commander-in-chief needs to stay and be ready— to field question, dude, he sprinted off the stage. Sprinted. Strategic. Of course. Strategic. <laughs> Agreed. Listen, listen, people. There's a bad look. The Kemba 2032, you're only going to get a couple questions out of me, okay? Yeah, but you'll answer them, though. Eh, eh, maybe. No, you would answer them. Maybe. You can pivot. They you would ramble, have, but you can pivot. They might pivot. have to wait weekly for the podcast to drop. That's fine. We might have to take it back to like the olden podcast. times, like when they only did like radio broadcast. That's good. To find out what the president was thinking. But he, well, You're I, not getting access to me every day. He did, man. He he mm-hmm. ran, which is a bad look. I just don't like the way that he abruptly left the stage. Perhaps that was the the game plan. Maybe they didn't. He, didn't, he, he didn't provided all the information. Down. I would assume so. Read what you got to read. And he did. Get off the stage. And he delivered it. Read what you got to read. Get off the stage. That's it. We going home. Yeah. Speaking of going, going home, home. You like that? I set that up. That was nice. That was alley Speaking of going home. That was nice. You're going home, bro. Mm. Tell the people. You're going to Guyana, man. That's cool. So I'm saying this would be a perfect time to play. You know, you remember that song by Diddy, Coming Home? Mm-hmm. Right. You remember it? I'm not going to sing it because I'm going to show the people my vocals right now. I'm mm-hmm. saving that. Varsity Corral. Album dropping. Uh-huh. Album dropping soon. But yeah, man, we're going home. You're flying out. How long's the flight? Whew. So the first flight is like two hours to Miami. Then from Miami to Guyana, so all in total like six hours, six and a half hours. It's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Nope. Nope. So I'm excited, man. Take a nice little vacation. When was the last time you were there? Being out in the tropics, probably like 12, 13 years ago. Damn. Oh, so it's been a while. I was a child. I was, I mean, yeah. Bro, that's exciting. I remember I was like. What's the weather like there right now? Nice. I mean, it's always nice there. There's like a rainy season and a dry season, right? So when real you think person, like, real person, nice though. Is temperature. It, what do you mean, real person, nice? Because you like 95 degrees. That's not it's a real. It's been person. nice the past couple of days. That's what I'm saying. It's been horrific in Philly. There it was go. nice. Like when I texted you the other day, like it when was, it was 95 outside. I walked outside and felt my soul just charging up. I was like, woo. Okay, so is it real person nice mm. or is it? No, it's real person nice. It's humid, but I mean, like it's like you said out there, it's real nice breeze. You know what I mean? You're right by the ocean. So, it, I would say usually it's between like 
75 degrees, 80 degrees. Is it dry or rainy? You were just saying rainy. It's dry the dry season. season right now. Rainy season just ended up. Oh, that's cool. So there's two rainy seasons, two dry seasons. So how we have like what fall, winter, spring, summer here. Yes. Only rainy and dry. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why, like, I mean, you think about it, it's a huge. The country is mainly driven by agriculture, right, and things like that. So those seasons really come into. You really have to consider those things for just overall life. It, it, and we talk about it all the time, just how different life is. Um, just the things you focus on, you know, just the simple day to day. Well, I don't want to say simple, but it's just I feel like you don't get caught up in as much. So how nonsense. how different is it? Like if we were to walk, and this is an extreme. It's like going back to the Poconos. Really, it's 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 a nice pace of life. Like it's slow, it's easy, and I think that's so rural. Reason. Yeah, and I, oh yeah, bro, country. I mean, I should I sent you the. Uh, yeah, well, I know, but I was showing you the picture the other day the the pig pen, the anaconda in the backyard. Yeah, see, there's this no anacondas in the backyard in the Poconos. But there are things back there. Yes, there are. There are plenty of things. There plenty of snakes. Plenty of bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, deer. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? The list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Ticks. Things you can't even see. Guyana's got the same thing. Yep. One's tropical, one's in the mountains. The things that you can't see in Guyana, though, can they kill you? Like, are we talking, like, poison dart frog? They can kill you. Jaguar is the uh, national animal. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why you see, shout out to Delonzo. You might see on his, um, on the new uh, clothing brand he's got going, Harakati, right? The animal. You got the jaguar there. So, what is, so when you said things are different, mm-hmm. right, how different are we talking? Give, say you're in downtown Philadelphia. How different would Guyana look in their, what is it, Georgetown? Is the mm-hmm. capital right? Mm-hmm. What what does downtown oh, Georgetown look like? No skyscrapers. Similar? No skyscrapers. No, we're not talking no skyscrapers. No a, big apartment units. Like attire is very different. No, not really. I think like when you think like how are people you still wear try? the same like American brands? Oh, you know me. I'm black t-shirt and shorts. That's it. That's it. I'm going now. Five black t-shirts. Five pairs you, of like, shorts. Five pairs of shorts. That's it. Everyday attire. That's nice. I'm in my Mark Zuckerberg mode. That's smart. I don't want to have to switch up. You shouldn't. And like five first sip shirts because, you know, I got one for every day of the week. That's right. Merch so drop that's it. soon. Always branding, mm-hmm. um, but always staying low key at the same time. So do they have Americanized franchises down there? Like has McDonald's, mm, yeah, so Starbucks, you got McDonald's, you got like KFC. Um, I don't know if there's a Starbucks down there yet, but all Outback. those things are starting to pop up. There's a Burger King. Uh, so my uncle that I tell you about who owns the uh, waste management company, right? He just bought a plot of land and. On it, they built a headquarters, and on the other side, there's also a Burger King going up, I believe, and a gas station. So, when you think about that, it's pretty cool to start seeing some of the new development that's coming in. Um, and then there was the recent, speaking of like new things, there was the recent discovery of oil down there, right? So, Guyana now, like right off the coast, has the largest deposit of oil on the Western Hemisphere. Wow. Right? So, when you think about like all the construction, you think about, like, once again, all the money that's been pouring in, not only from right. surrounding countries, but like America. Right, you see Exxon moving in there. BP is moving in there now and putting their place. Um, I don't know. You remember my cousin Sudi? Of course. Right, so he's doing logistics and he works on one of the oil rigs down there. So can't wait to get down there and start talking to him. You know about some of the stuff he's he's got going on. But it is it's a crazy time right now. Um, my, I, you know my dad's back down there. He's been there for almost a year now. Yep. And yeah, just talking to him about business, talking to him about things that they're trying to do right, so they can start scaling on an international level. It's it's exciting. It sounds exciting. exciting, dude. You're gonna come back enlightened. This is very, yeah. very. It's gonna be humbling too, I would assume. Um, I'm trying to come back with some with some official designation because and I feel like that can help me really. You're talking about scaling, help me scale my life. So, so you're there for how long? Eight days. So eight I got days. eight days to hit the ground. Eight days to hit the ground. You're not really a partier though, but you're gonna go out to eat a little bit. 
yeah, probably. Yeah. They got nice places to eat. So, I mean, it's, it's a, everybody there cooks. So what happens if you see a local, you know? Like what? You know what I mean. Like if I see, like if I'm walking down the street, right? Like, so I already you had- see a head turn. I already know the question you're already asking mm-hmm. me, right? So people tune in for this, right? So let's say we're walking down the street <laughs> and we're in the market and I look over and I'm like, man, I'm really hungry. Boom. Look to my left. Mm-hmm. The love of my life. Yeah, you have a you moment. Wow. What's that guy's name? You like the freak from you, the show on Netflix. I don't know. That's why you guys say it like, like that. Like you look at her like no, damn. It, w- it wouldn't I'm in be love. like that. Why wouldn't you say it would be like more like Will Smith than Focus when With he saw Margo? like Margot Robbie and he was like <laughs> But that's how everyone whoa. would react to Margot though. But that's how what I think I'm gonna go see. My love is gonna be down there and I'm gonna be like, I hope Whoa, so, bro. look at my life right there, like that's my future. You're never let gonna me, come back. Let me go over there and buy some some market food. And become a chicken um, farmer. Oh yeah, we already got that on. So you know That's she's gonna saying. love that. She's gonna be like, "Wow, you guys already You're do about this. this. You already about the agriculture life." Yes, we have a chicken farm. Come, come hang out. Let's let me, let's go run through the fields. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be your first date down there. Run through the fields. Through the chicken farm field. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's good, bro. I, I think you might, dude. I think you, like you said, you might be like, is there, are they like local produce? Because I'm trying to create. We gonna go plot out some like. I'm you. trying to envision, right? I'm envisioning you. What me running through the fields, the rice fields with my love? No, or well, that is, is or the business side of things. Well, just I'm trying to envision like what the area looks like. Obviously, you said it's rural. So like, are we talking? There's a local produce market. Stuff's laid out. It's yeah, inexpensive, like, correct? Honestly, the American got, like, dollar goes far. It's like when you watch a travel channel and you see somebody traveling to like one of those like Pacific Islands and they're walking through like the market and just grabbing food left and right like little shops like mm-hmm. everywhere everybody just out there like everybody is a, is a small business owner that's awesome either you working on like you know for some like government job or like something you know like or you go out there you set up your business and it's like okay this is what I do like either I have this food or I produce this thing or I got these products to sell like it's a crazy like hustle vibe it's like going to going to Georgetown and walking through the city is kind of like being in Manhattan and walking through like if you ever been to like Canal Street, like Chinatown around there, and everybody just kind of out there just like hustling Grinding. trying to make a dollar. I have not. Right. So like it's that. It's bro, you gotta go. It's kind of like that experience, right? It's like oh man, like that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. And yeah, you do have those big businesses, but at the same time, you see so much just interaction between everyday people. And I think that's me and my parents talk about this all the time. I think that's the one thing that's missing from just communities here in America is seeing those kind of people on a daily basis. Like imagine if like you drove through like every neighborhood. And you saw like the actual people who lived in those neighborhoods actually just out and about on a daily basis, interacting with each other, mm-hmm. actually wanting to talk to each other. You know what I mean? Like each person, each uh, every other block you go down has a little like produce cart like set up on the side of the street. Then you go down a couple like doors down and you see like the little like mom and pop shop that has like the local like everybody down there has a rum shop. Right. So it's like a little rum shop in every neighborhood. So those little like community based businesses. But everyone does it because everyone feeds that money right back into the community. And not saying everybody there is rich, but it's a very, I think, sustainable way of living. Interesting. You're not reaching for things outside of your your norm, right? Like you might aspire to them and you might say, well, get them. But every, once again, it's just like, yo, I'm happy with what I have here. Well, I know you're excited. You're oh, super excited. Can't wait. And I'm excited for you. Cannot Two wait. things. One, you got to try to ship some rum back. Speaking of my Guyana, shout out to my cousin, Dre. Andre, welcome. Um, mm-hmm. You have to, you have to try to, um, you got to ship some rum back. Yeah, I got you this bottle of El Dorado. For real. Yeah. You do. You get it um, duty free at the got, airport. When you're, I know you're going international. <clears throat> are you going to, um. I got my passport. That's fine. I'm ready. 
what's the like did you do you have to purchase like a separate plan so you could stay live or is it just gonna have to be a wi-fi thing i was supposed to look into that that was on my to-do list today there you go did you see that written down on my board behind me is that why you ask i did not it's written down on one of these things i write down on God, I don't I gotta, know. I got to get into WhatsApp. Plan. Isn't that what people do? WhatsApp? I am on WhatsApp. So if y'all need me, get me on WhatsApp. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm on there. So both phones, business, personal. So mm-hmm. hit me. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be nice for you to recap when you get back. Man, I might, we might have to do another live while I'm down there. You might have to you join should. me on a joint live. I will. We can do that for the people. That'd be cool. Give the people what they want. Uh-huh. Nobody, nobody the wants that. Zero people will tune in. That's literally correct. zero. But you Maybe know what? One, I keep telling you, if we think who's there, if we think about where we want to go and where we're going to be, then we can do it right now. So you're gonna be in the farm. I'm gonna be in. The, I'm a, running with your girl. I'm a. I'm a Facetime you. We're gonna go live we're, from the sugarcane field. I'm a, with your girl. I'm gonna be sitting right in there. I'm gonna be like Bert. I'm gonna be like, I'm here, man. Connection not real good. <laughs> I might have to climb the tower actually. Okay. I might have to climb the top of the tower. This is not going to work out too well, actually. Let's think about this. We're going to have to take some notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but people, we got a good episode coming next week. You see? Speaking about that. We're excited. Dre's already talking about the 12-year-old drum. He already Dude. knows. Good. You see? I love, good. I, I love it. good. I like your experiment with your interaction. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is an experiment. We're creators. As everything that keeps going, and as we keep going. We're content creators. What's your content wreck of the week, Kembe? Speaking about that content we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Head us. We didn't talk about this one yet. Outer Banks, season two. Oh, such a great show. All time. Did you did you finish season two? I did not. I am I I'm a quarter of the way through. Now I'm tapped back in. Okay, and here we go. I realize that I kind of love these little like drama, you know, like teen shows. Something about it just really helps you like remove yourself from life. It's like wow, this is lighthearted. You this do. This is completely out the norm. So I mean, it's not that really out. The, no, this show is completely out the norm. Just finds a whole pile of gold, you know what I mean? Now they're just fighting, going to Barbados, wherever, trying to reclaim it. Bahamas. It's a little weird, but um, season two, man, they came with some heat. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, okay. I got two episodes left. It's good. Right, so I'm right at... Should I give it a spoiler alert? Don't spoiler give a spoiler alert. alert. Nope. No, you can skip. They can skip this part. You hit the hit the little 30-second button, go a little boop-boop. Shouldn't boop, do that. Skip forward a little I, bit, I don't people. want the spoiler. I'm... What you mean? What part are you at? I'm literally like three episodes in. Oh, come on. The people were ready for this. No. no people I'm were saying ready no. to hear what no, part was I'll really put my going. foot down. First off, if y'all know me, y'all know what part really made me mad, okay? Because you know my boy was trying to hold it down. And then look who came out of left field. Mm. You, mm. you see, you always just got to watch over your shoulder because there's always somebody there. Wow. Bert, I tried telling you about this. You're going to leave us on that. I that's try telling you about this, okay? You want to hear this, and you're like, wow, that's what he was talking about. There is always somebody over my shoulder. I'm going to know the exact moment. I got to stay ready. I got to stay ready. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know the moment. That's it, man. That's Outer it? Banks season two. Okay. What you got for the people? Well, as you know, huge, uh, huge YouTube guy. You are a huge YouTube guy. Mm-hmm. I am. I really am. So the And I, I like giving the YouTube recs because it's something that I can speak to, and I enjoy it. Yep. So the Stanford Graduate School yep. has a YouTube channel. Stanford Graduate School. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have a YouTube channel, and it, this video was dropped a long time ago, and I watched it in the car the other day. Um, it is a like 13 minute video, mm. I think, and it is on the power of body language and how you can manipulate and change yourself and better yourself when you're speaking, and also how you can best identify the body language of the audience so that you can identify when they're getting bored, when they're losing interest, and you can pivot. That stuff's important. It's super important. They talk about power stances? Um, they did. So, mm. dude, it's, it's worth a listen. It's a super short video. It has like over 10 million views, and it is simply on um, 
optimizing your usage of body language and also reading the body language of the audience. And your audience That's can be important. one person that in a so sale. Important. Your audience can be a hundred people. If you can master that skill, you're going to lead to a more promising presentation. So mm. I found value in it, especially for people who present, people who sell. I think they would enjoy it. Mm. You know, we might have to start using some of that for the podcast. I mean, you, we're you think there's a way to transfer that? No, you we're think there's a way to transfer that? Looking at each but other, but I go off of your energy sometimes. So I have sometimes great I'm like, 24 I'm like, man, he's getting bored with this topic. Let me spice it up, and then that's why I have to throw in something crazy in no, there. Like, I need Bert, to... did you see that Kim Jong Un just launched a rocket out of North Korea? And then everybody's like, what did he just say? Is he talking about rockets, nuclear bombs? Sometimes I got to spice it up like that because mm-hmm. you'd be falling asleep on you should, me. Then you should watch the video. You'd be falling asleep. No, I know that stuff. Well, how do you think I know about power stances? I think you should watch the video. I always do power stances. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. <laughs> well, everyone. Man, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. This was good. We, We're going to we, do another Q&A next time. Yes, we hope you enjoyed it. This was our first dabble with Dikembe's on live. He's been fielding some questions. He's been interacting with the public, So and so am I. And we do hope you here too, that yeah. you enjoy our growth. It's not just me. We are, well, sometimes you think it is. We are growing. In my own world. I know me. you are. And we are trying as best as we can to push out the best episodes that we can. So any feedback, anytime, please reach out. Let us know what you think we could do better or what you think we should talk about. Yep, yep. Keep building the community. Yes, please. Keep sending us some guests. Um, we please. got some people we got to reach out to. Start building out the on um, these next few weeks. So yeah, we have I'm a couple. Excited. We have a couple people that have reached out. We have some interesting guests lined up in the future that we're mm-hmm. eager to sit down with. People that are avid listeners, and we thank them. Yeah, we gotta start learning a little bit more about you know what more people do. Yes, sir. Expand, find out. This is it. Expand, find out. This is it. Sip on something. Dikembe, new. me and the first of community wish you safe travels. You're gonna tell us about it when you get back. I need to drug myself before this flight. Yes, you do. Let your anxiety relax. I can't do the flight. Deep breaths. Everyone in the car. One big deep breath. Deep breaths. And as always, enjoy the first sip.